Rosamond Purcell has made a career of taking beautiful photographs of unusual objects in unlikely places. It's as if you know that behind a door is something and all you want to do is, is take a good picture. The Massachusetts-based artist, who early on aspired to become a writer, developed a passion for photography more than 40 years ago, when her husband Dennis, also a photographer and a one-time assistant to Ansel Adams, gave his wife a Polaroid camera as a present. I took the camera and became too interested in the results. That is because I really wasn't getting what I thought I was seeing, and I wasn't getting what should be, that should have been on the film. When I came home, Dennis taught me more about composition, and slowly, slowly, I worked my way towards taking a photograph in which nothing was extraneous. Priscilla started off taking portraits of family and friends, but found that she still wasn't getting what she wanted. Eventually, she hit on the idea of taking pictures of things she didn't like or things she was apprehensive about, and that's how she began taking pictures of the collections in natural history museums. Well, I just knew that it was, it was visually, visually attractive and maybe viscerally repellent, but that didn't matter because what you, the, the original situation where you learn that the print is, is an objectified event and doesn't belong to your soul and your heart. You see, I mean, it, it just exists. And I think that I knew that if I worked with things, no matter how I felt about them, I might get a good photograph. Purcell photographed all manner of skins, skulls, birds, and bats. And the quality of her work soon drew the attention of curators and scientists, including renowned Harvard paleontologist Stephen Jay Gould, with whom Purcell ultimately collaborated on several projects. Over time, she developed a reputation for rendering the still lifes housed in museums, capturing the artistry of the specimens in the back rooms, where the beauty of the natural world was frozen in time, sorted and warehoused by museum curators. But perhaps Purcell's greatest inspiration was found in the unlikely location of Owlshead, Maine. She had traveled there to teach a photography workshop and asked for directions to a local cemetery and a local junkyard, thinking there would be ample opportunity for good picture-taking. The cemetery didn't pan out, but the junkyard, owned by a man named William Buckminster, turned out to be a gold mine. And we went to the junkyard, and it looked from the car like a yard full of giant dinosaur parts because of the soaring scrap metal that was there. And it went on for acres and acres. Purcell and her students clambered over the 13 acres of junk piles, digging amid the ruins and finding buried treasure in discarded junk. The colors were extraordinary. And it didn't take me, anyway, long to see that things that were just ordinary objects had been transformed by the atmosphere into mysterious and beautiful objects. One object in particular caught Purcell's attention on that trip to Buckminster's. Buried deep under a mud-covered tarp was a pile of books, or what appeared to be books. One of the things that was found almost immediately when we went was found by a student I was with, um, a book that had been eaten halfway through, chewed up halfway through by mice or squirrels and made into a nest so that it was half book, 
half nest, and I'd never seen anything in the world that was such a crossover between the man-made and natural phenomenon, and I thought it was breathtaking. Purcell was hooked and returned again and again to the site, she says. She began to consider not just a junkyard, but her art supply store. Purcell says Buckminster, with whom she developed a friendship over the years, didn't really understand why she bought all the ruined, discarded objects and would often ask her, Why would you buy this? This is just, you know, this is the kind of thing I take to the dump. Purcell's repeated trips to Buckminster's led her to accumulate many collections, around which she built both a studio and a career. In a way, it was continuing a family tradition with one significant difference. Although I had come from a family of collectors, they were collectors of, of beautiful books or, you know, a nice piece of china. They were collectors of beautiful objects. I had been brought up to think that there was a certain kind of beautiful object and that you, you wouldn't necessarily want to have something that had been so mistreated by the elements and as, as a, a crushed china plate or uh, something that was meant to be valuable and of, or of daily use that had been thrown out. Purcell's work has been much admired among a relatively small circle, but it's now getting wider attention with the release of a documentary film titled An Art That Nature Makes, a phrase borrowed from Shakespeare. Purcell is grateful for the film because she says it's helped to document the trajectory and coherence of her artistic vision over the past four decades. I'm very pleased with the results because it gives me a sense that there's been a kind of a that there has been not just one thing after another after another, but, but rather a pilgrimage from one thought to another to another. For Cafe Indiana, I'm Will Murphy.